Hello, hello. I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Hey, hey sister, we are on with another <laughs> fantastic guest. Yay. I know. I'm very excited. Deborah, if you didn't know, I'm Lori Alvarez, and this is my sister, Amy Cruz. Hi. And we're a real estate family team. And we're excited for you to empower us as women financially. Deborah, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, thanks, Lori. And I have listened to you and Amy uh, uh, Kibitz, as you have uh, on various podcasts. And I celebrate women in business together. And when you can balance family and business together, it's a wonderful combination. So congratulations. Thank Thank you. you. Um, Yeah, you're welcome. I am a 42-year professional experienced in matters financial. I had uh, my own firm for that many years and basically sold that firm uh, two years ago, in which um, I practiced practiced asset management and financial planning. And subsequent to that, I said, gosh, this is really stupid to allow this kind of experience to lie fallow. And I'm not ready to hang up the sneaks yet. So I said, gosh, I'm going to be a financial coach for women. And that's exactly what I've done for the last two years. And I am just completely jazzed about it because women have really not been not been well socialized, uh, particularly older women, anybody north of 50, 55, uh, has been socialized fairly poorly around our money, and it's far too valuable of an asset and a tool for us to be ignorant about. And so I'm really on a mission to bring the language of money, bring financees, if you will, into the English language for every woman so that she can put, wrap her arms around her money and really be intentional about it. I, I love that because I, I know I look back at that and I really think, okay, I am on episode, episode, I think this is like episode 78 or something like that. Yeah. And my very right. yeah. first podcast recording was eight minutes long and it was <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> women negotiating in real estate and how they lose because people believe they're weak yeah. in that. And I was like, what the heck? No way. Yeah, they don't know you very well. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Either one of us, right? So I think you're right, Lori, in that in um, previously women have uh, sometimes felt um, like that would be too pushy. That would be too manlike. And really, it's a commodity. Money is a commodity. We exchange money for everything from broccoli to to homes, uh, cars, to vacations. Uh, services, uh, hospital beds, et cetera. And it is a tool. And once I believe we get our perspective around money um, in a very, very clear setting, uh, put things into perspective, then we can befriend it. Because women are hardwired with common sense. I know you know this on your yes. pulses. Yeah. And, 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 and so often, I mean, I was raised on a farm, so you're never really going to take the farm analogies out of the girls. So women tend to, and, 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 you know, if we had a video here, you know, I, I'm raising my arms, uh, extending them out yes. uh, on both sides. And women have this whole you know, bevy of of uh, victory uh, stories, if you will, celebrations about their common sense. I mean, just just getting your shopping cart through the sh- 
grocery store, you know, while your kids are like pulling a bunch of crap onto your cart and so <laughs> forth, uh, is, is really great, you know. And I say to women, you know, if you have as, as many kids at the at the dinner table as you bade goodbye in the morning, you know, you're in management. But yes. we seem to have finances like over here on the side in this separate silo that's kind of like, I'm not going there. I'm too stupid. It's too old. It's too hard. I don't get math. But a bing, but a bang. I've heard a lot. Right. And at the end of the day, if we can bring our periphery out to include money or bring that silo called money right into our, our you know, main stance, our main glance, if you will, our intention, uh, then we will do and women do very, very well with money management. I, I would agree with that. I think uh, as I have grown in my business and as my personal walk with money, I have saw that I have struggled personally with believing I have the confidence to earn money to manage it, to even talk about it, invest it, and save it. And I love that you give them tools, women, to move forward in that confidence. What are, what are some suggestions you, you offer to people, women specifically, in that area? Well, first of all, I think it's important, Lori, for us to pay ourselves first. And I think this whole socialization of, you know, for the other, or for the family, for the partner, for the kids, for the community, for the church, for everything, for our careers. And yet we need to turn the mirror toward ourselves and save for ourselves first. And that really typically requires like an automatic deduction from our paycheck. That's why people have assets in their 401k and not elsewhere, right? It's because they haven't thought about it until since the first time they set it up and they felt it on the first paycheck. And subsequent to that, they didn't feel it at all because why? It was automatic. And once we bring finances into our automatic sphere, just like eating and transporting ourselves and dressing ourselves for various occasions, we can understand, like I'll use analogies all day long, like you have this whole wardrobe of clothes in your closet, including everything from bathing suits to evening gowns and shoes to match. Like you have this entire panoply of investment options, everything from certificates of depreciation up to, you know, aggressive stocks or venture capital or real estate rental or or Rollin. We have an entire bevy. You do not trot everything out at once. You do not have one of everything any more than all of the spices in your spice rack go into either a roast or a chocolate cake. You must be judicious and intentional to match the product with the goal, the achievement of a goal that you have set your heart on. And that is what is lacking with most women. They don't have, Lori, a big enough why. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're touching that. Why? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. sure. (sighs) Tell us more about that. Well, I think that uh, it's very common that, you know, we succumb to marketing. I mean, they, the marketers are very, very skilled, right? Our parents and certainly grandparents did not have the option to hold in our hands an electronic device, press it with a forefinger and be able to pick up an item of our desire two minutes away in an Amazon locker. They didn't have that opportunity and we do. And, and it, because we have the opportunity doesn't mean we should do it yet. It is really a temptation if we do not have an alternative. So you've, you've raised kids. I know you have Lori and Amy, you've, you're a mother too, right? Yes. yes, So 
how many times did your kids like put something in the shopping cart and you say, no, Jimmy, you know, I'd ra- don't, wouldn't you rather have Cheerios or Fruit Loops or whatever you would say? <laughs> You'd give them an alternative and they might look at you with this deadpan stare like, and then they'll say, oh yeah, I'd rather have that, right? And, and, and that's what we are missing if we don't have our why defined. Yes. See, if you have your heart set on, I want a second home on the lake with the mountain view, whatever, on the ocean side with a view of the ocean, you have your mind and heart set on that. You are going to think twice before you press that electronic cell phone and you buy something on impulse. You just are because you're going to make a vision board. You're going to have it in your mind. First of all, you're going to have it probably plastered physically on various locations within your house, office or car on your bathroom mirror, wherever, in order to remind yourself because we are so easily distracted. And the media people know that. And they capitalize on it. So first of all, women, we need to leave everything in your electronic shopping carts for at least 24, if not 48 hours, period. (laughs) Believe me, it's not going away. Those retailers are going to say to you, Lori, Lori, Amy, you've got your shopping cart open. And you're going to say, you're going to smile and you're going to say, Yes, I do. And I don't need that, really. Now that I think of it, I got something that's pretty close. And no, I want that home on the lake. And I want to be able to go there for weekends. And you set your heart and intention on whatever your why. Yeah, yeah. I think in 2008, nine in the in the in the recession, um, when real estate went down, and the stock yes. market went down, yes. I think people really um, got the life tamped out of them. I think there was a pall cast around, along the American society anyway. And I think that we are not yet recovered from grief. That's before this pandemic with COVID. And, and so I'm a certified grief coach as well. And I look for signs where people are tamped down. And I spend so much of my time teasing out, Lori, what do you want? Yeah. And so often women stare at me like deer in the head. I go, I don't know. I'm just getting through tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So then I attack it from the opposite because, see, I think comparison is valuable. I say, well, Lori, Amy, you probably don't want to retire. I don't give a care if you use the word retire or whatever. Right. Kick back, you know, right. um, two days a week instead of, you know, seven. Right. Uh, how about I don't suspect you want to live in a lifestyle lesser than you're living in now. No, no, no. You know, so you're jumping on that. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cause that's an obvious question. And now we can winnow down as to what exactly you would like. And you're not going to know it. If you, if you haven't primed that pump for a long time, maybe forever, it's not going to just fall out like a, you know, waterfall. You're, you're going to, you're going to tease some things out. You're going to write some things down on a little tablet. You're probably not even going to show anybody. You're probably not even going to look at it for a little while because it scares you. <laughs> And then you're going to say, no, I'm going to do this every day. I got to do something every day continuously for 28 days before it's really going to be cemented as a change. So you're going to do it every day. And if you skip a day, you're going to start from back to zero and you're going to do it every day for 28 days. And you're going to look at it and you're going to look at it and you're going to look at it. And once that pump is primed, now you can really embellish that and say, wow, I would love to go and visit my granddaughter and my grandson and live at their games or their concerts or their ballet recitals instead of Zooming or just calling them afterwards to see how it was. How about you showing up on a plane or a long car ride and and surprising them and they look up in the stands and they see you? What joy does that give you? Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, And so if we get 
our emotions tied in with what our money can do for us. Money doesn't buy happiness. It can buy a lot of experiences. And then, of course, we all know we can have an awful lot of experiences without spending money. So the issue is money will help buy emotional experiences, and those are very pleasant. And then the more unpleasant are we are diagnosed with something that insurance doesn't cover. And we need to be able to tap into our reserves and go to the finest specialist in the world to help us out in a jam. So it's the entire spectrum between wants and necessities and everything in between. And yet this is not something that we're just going to, you know, open up our journal and just, you know, spew out a page and a half this afternoon. Not likely. If you did, God love you. Congratulations. Call me. I'll I'll take you to the next step. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, so I have uh, everything you say is amazing. Thank you so much. And and I want to ask this with, with regards to it, because I'm curious, like I personally have my why, right? I have my dream board. I have all of that surrounded and I coach my team to those as well. Um, and yeah. I realize that sometimes, right, I also has a, have a business coach, a performance coach, and I realize that sometimes, like, as you said, either my why is not big enough or I just, like, fall back on it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not interested. Like, it feels so far away. I mean, is that common? What, what, what would you say is the challenge with that? And how do you overcome it? Well, first of all, we want to be nimble. And as women, we tend to be nimble because our brain uh, physiologically is is much more able to uh, multitask. I mean, the, the neuron chit-chat in a woman's brain is neurologically very different than a man's, which is very much like a light switch on, off. Women are like, and men are more context, right? Women are con. Men are more content, excuse me, and women are more context. Like, hey, how does that relate to that? Oh, I had that as my big why, but now I've just been distracted, and maybe I don't feel that that's, you know, so much of my energy is going toward that big why. No worries. Step back and punt and say, okay, what's taken its place? But if you just became uh, flaccid and you didn't care about any of your goals, now we're talking about how did you slip into this uh, this lackluster, this depression, oh, perhaps. Interesting. Yeah. And let's and let's yeah. deal with that, right? Let's yeah. deal with that. But if it's just a matter of like, oh, now, yeah, that was an interesting goal. But you know, now that I see something, and you've gone down that road a little further, you've seen a why in the road, and you took a various one of the tangents, and and now you see something else that's even bigger and better. No worries. Go back and tweak it. This is why it's not enough to get money right once. Mm -hmm. We have to revisit our why. We have to revisit our goal timeline. I have a goal timeline that I invented as a certified financial planner. I was just just crazy about it. I loved it. It really was very definitive. And it's like shaping a person's um, goals, uh, matching the goals with the investment. Yeah. Yeah. So we we, uh, attach uh, horizontal, uh, uh, one horizontal line, and then vertical lines intersect that so zero to 12 months, what do you want to do? Put it above the line. What are your goals? Yeah. One to three years, three to five years, five to seven years, seven plus years. And then I'll be happy or any financial advisor be happy to tell you what investments match that. Yeah. So no matter how sexy the stocks are, it does not belong in something earlier in duration than seven plus years. Else you're likely to be disappointed. But if you match the proper investments from a historical standpoint of how likely is this investment to perform in this time duration, you're going to you know, be at second base ready to steal third. I mean, you've got 
a good leg up on that happening. But if you're just pie in the sky and somebody sold you something and your brother-in-law got in the insurance business and he sold you this annuity <laughs> and you got this life insurance policy from somebody else and you got two or three mutual funds and the 401k and the old IRA rollover that you yeah. never even really knew what the heck was going on, you don't have any notion as to, one, which is your weakest link. And that's where that, my, my detective mind's always like Sherlock Holmes, like the, the, the magnifying glass, where's the weakest link? Where's the weakest link? Yes. Now, I got to know what my goal is before I figure out the weakest link. Yes. Because your weak link in terms of a product might be my uh, my uh, superstar, right? Yeah. So relative to your individual goals, where is the weakest link and what needs to be tossed aside and what needs to be inserted to get this car on all of its cylinders so that all the spark plugs are just, just completely in sync and you're flying down the road able to look out the window and enjoy the view. Yeah. Congratulate yourself. Celebrate your wins. This is another thing that women don't do too well. Right. Oh, yeah, I did that. So I say to you, hey, Lori, you know, you got a lot of listings, you know. Yeah. Amy, boy, you really, you know, yeah. did a lot of listings, you know. And you say, yeah, yeah, I did that last week. No, no. no. You, got, you did eight last week. Yeah. Our norm is five. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> let's celebrate so it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A toddler starts walking across the room, and they stumble, and they fall. Get up, Johnny. Get up, Janie. You know? Yeah. And, like, we, we stumble, and or we don't even stumble. We walk across the room and say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can walk. <laughs> you can, but how about if we celebrate that once, you know? Yes. Give yourself a blue ribbon. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's for sure. We, we, we're pretty guilty of that. We, are, we, we, sh we probably have lost a lot of our blue ribbons. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> or as I you think said, I heard, not even I think I heard, we, we need a whole wall of blue well, ribbons for us. <laughs> there you go. I think I heard you guys saying that you, in the past, you hadn't had so many blue ribbons, but from yes. today on. there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We received that too. <laughs> there you go. You know, there's so much that you shared. Like I just heard you say, like, if you have every aspect of those parts all firing at the same time, you're so much more likely to achieve and receive um, what what it is that you're desiring to create, which, what your big why is, as you said, right? Um, and yeah. I had never thought about it from that perspective. I had always thought like, okay, this is this and this is this. And, and the reality is what you're saying is you need to bring those all together, get them functioning together so that you can really be empowered to come to the to the desire the that like oh this is what i want to be i i just gotta ask exactly. you exactly i just gotta ask you more about your yeah. your grief coach perspective oh, on yeah. this because that really mm -hmm. spoke to me right now because when i mentioned sometimes how i fall off and sometimes i'm like my brain said oh you're right am i just depressed in that moment or did I have to just re, you know, punt, as you said, move, shift, because my goals have changed, my why has changed, rather than being like, oh, I'm just not moving forward, and I'm just not motivated, and I just don't feel connected, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Yeah. I like to ask myself why, you know. Oh, gosh, you know, so you're in the, you're get, you out of the shower, Lori, and you're just kind of lackluster, and you're like, hey, I'm not dealing with my normal self. Yeah. Wonder why? Hey, Lori, why aren't you feeling great today? Mm -hmm. And I just have a little conversation with myself. I sometimes get the mirror out. I say, "Hey, Deborah, 
why aren't you on all jets today? Mm. What the hey? What's up? But you know what I think I learned in neuro-linguistic programming, and it dovetails with grief coaching uh, a lot, and that is when emotions are high, intellect is low, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And it's best not to smush them all together and deal with both of them at once. Like you're thinking you need a real good cry, and you think, no, but I'm too busy. i got to make this phone call and that appointment. Wait a minute. You're going to ruin the emotional cleansing of a good cry. And your business thing is going to be compromised because you really want to cry. Yeah. So cry. Set yourself a timer. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. However much the problem is, set yourself a timer. If you're not done when the timer goes off, hit the snooze. Set, give yourself another couple minutes. And when you're done, you're done. And you say, thank you, universe. Thank you, body. Thank you, tears, for cleansing. It's a shower for my soul. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And thank you, Deborah, for taking this time to emote because it's valuable. And you felt it and you exercised that action as a result of it. And now I'm going to turn my attention to the intellectual side. And I'm going to make this call and I'm going to make this appointment. And I'm going to see about this listing. And I'm going to figure out what new properties came on the market since I have last look at the MLS. And then you deal with the intellect. And I can assure you that each activity, the emotional release and the intellectual exercise will be done with a plume yeah. if you do them separately. I love that. I mean, just the other day I was like uh, driving down the freeway because my second son just moved out. And I just started crying out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I want him to come home. And he can't come home. And (laughs) instead of me thanking myself for feeling that, I was like, this is just not good for me. Like, why am I feeling this way? And I really loved how you shifted that into, like, thank you for just having that moment, right? To feel and be where I was in that moment and, and being grateful for the opportunity. Right. What a what a oh, very yeah. different perspective on a moment that you're no feeling question. sad. Right. So yeah. that you have the opportunity to move the rest of the day forwards to be successful. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. And you honor the depth of the love, which basically is the driver for the depth of the grief, right? So yeah, yeah. you honor, you say, you know, like, I'm really sad now because I love my son. Yeah. yeah. And I love the fact that when we riff together, it's just we're splitting, you know, side splitting humor. And it's just always so rich or he's yeah. always there for me. And I'm always able to help him with that and bake his favorite dinner and, yeah. and dessert. Whatever it is, you thank the universe and that person for the depth and yourself for the depth of love that is bringing tears to your eyes because you're without it more times than you're going to be with it, at least in a physical manner. And that in of itself is going to cause you to prioritize it and put it on your calendar to have Zooms or whatever you need to do to make up that difference. Yeah, I I would agree because I've been very intentional about that time now. I'm like, okay, family, family gathering dinner, gathering six, eight of us is a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And it's worth it. Yeah, it is. It is 100%. Deborah, how do you go from being in your financial business for as long as you did and then finally deciding that you're going to shift into this new opportunity that you're moving forward. How did, what, how were you able to make that shift? And I mean, I understand, just go ahead. 
I'm just going to be quiet. And I'm going to let you answer that. <laughs> well, uh, well, basically, I um, had a number of clients that, uh, particularly heterosexual couples, although I had a lot of lesbian uh-huh. couples, and, and uh-huh. people would come in, but particularly in the heterosexual couples, the woman would come in, and there's an older woman typically. Yeah. Like, typically, people seek a professional when they have right. real money, like when they're 60 or, or north of it, right? right? Yes. Um, and so they're like, oh my gosh, wait, I, can't make, I can't make a mistake now, right? And the woman, you know, would sit there a little bit, you know, timid and everything, and I'd yeah. draw her right in, and the yeah. guys would always thank me in the hall afterwards, oh, thank you for drawing her in. I've been trying to get her involved in this for decades. Right. So it's always been a good experience for me. And to see the light bulb go off for women, yeah, it was just completely uh, energizing. And so I say to women, and I actually have a TED Talk called Feel the Financial Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, I and to in it. which I talk about, oh, thank you. Yeah. In which I talk about, uh, okay, women, it's not our fault. Older women, it's not our fault we weren't taught about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet. Yes. It is our response responsibility. And so we want to come at it with that, phew, I don't need to self-flagellate because I wasn't taught about money. I wasn't taught about it, you know, and now I'm going to dig in because um, I don't want to be suddenly single and then learning about money. And that is so often the case with women. And I think that that's a horrible uh, recipe for disaster because you're grieving yeah. and you're emoting and then somebody's saying, well, buy this and buy that. And what are you going to do for the casket? And how about the funeral? And, you know, you yes. can't do all that stuff. Yes. Together. Yes. So it's best to have a relationship with, and I always espouse a fee only financial advisor. I was one of those for 21 years and right. I was completely out at the edge of that, um, edge of that opportunity yeah. because I just, I like to take away any conflict of interest with commissions. I just do. And, and it's possible yeah. to do money without earning commissions. Right. I did it for 21 years and I did yeah. it successfully. So I like that. And also the reason is that uh, the only professionals, uh, Lori and Amy, are those who have on average well over 20 years experience. And we had continuing education credits in law, risk management, cash flow, budgeting, uh, estate planning, income tax, investments, risk management. Uh, I probably missed some stuff. So we had continuing ed credits and a, and, a, and a real good base of knowledge about all of these disciplines because guess what? Life is interdisciplinary. Yes. And it's best to know when you hit the domino called investments that it's going to hit that tax domino. And then the tax domino is going to hit the charitable contributions. And that's going to maybe affect your legacy and your estate planning. And it's helpful to know what impacts what in order to plan for it especially uh, on withdrawing from from money uh like you have a lump sum and i often make the analogy you know you can make an, an, a fair share of investments mistakes if you will if we can even call them mistakes because yeah. it's, it's, you know you can't you can't be in this game without making some uh, slip-ups. But the fact is on the ascent right when you're building up your portfolio you can you can hiccup a few times but i'm telling you what a financial mistake, and I will call it a mistake, on the way down, i.e. not assessing what is the tax cost of each of these dollars, could alter whether you have lifetime income an additional seven years or four years or 12 years. Yes. It's that serious. And so people, you know, come to me and say, I got a million dollar IRA, you know, and I write down on my page, you know, you got 700,000 because (laughs) it's 30 30% of tax, yeah. right? <laughs> so, you know, people get like really 
kind of fogged out about the fact that, you know, and they only focus in on taxes on April 15th or whenever they're on extension <laughs> right. to. But, you know, the issue is very, very keen. In all of my years of advising clients, and we did pretty well, mm-hmm. um, our clients stuck with us. That's how I know we did well. Yes. <laughs> they can move with their feet, right? Yes. Walk with their feet. They, they stayed with us. And yet one of the biggest victories I had, well, I had many, many victories personally. I mean, I, I, I helped the guy who was uh, HIV positive, went into full-blown AIDS, zero T cells, wow. and he came back. And he, wow. I moved him out of a non-stress organization. Wow. You know, yes. I mean, I, I have stories that would, you know, they're impressive. Yes. But from an investment standpoint, a tax standpoint, like I saved one of my wealthiest clients, I saved him a quarter million dollars in capital gains tax. Mm. Wow. And I'm at the table. Yes. I'm at the table with him around a big conference table with two of his CPAs, one tax attorney and another regular attorney. Oh, no. And they were all ready to bite off a quarter million dollars of capital gains. And I said, um, I leaned forward and I said, well, uh, I have an idea. We don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, everybody oh, was blackjawed. It was just like, what? You know, <laughs> and so um, that, you know, we didn't have to, you know, nobody was having to sell anybody on continuing to deal with Deborah. I mean, yes. it, it just mattered. It yes. mattered. Not that I'm Jesus Christ wrapped in the flesh. I'm not yet. I do know that the interdisciplinary aspect of planning for taxes to minimize your taxes so that your cash flow and your net worth uh, continue to grow at a reasonable rate is just plain smart. Else, why would a person buy raw land? So you, you buy raw land out in Cali, right? You yes. buy a raw land for a million dollars and maybe you get a postage stamp. And then your twin <laughs> sister, maybe your younger sister, Amy, buys a, a rental property for a million dollars. So, so she's getting rent, right? Yeah. You're not. You bought raw land. You don't care about income. Yeah. You're saying, I don't care about income. I don't need it. I don't want it. And I don't want the tax implications. Right. But Amy, in this little example, says, I know I'd like to have that little, that makes me feel good. I get monthly rent and I pay my X and Y bills with that. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, when you guys sell, both of you sell on the same day, it's possible that your total return, Lori, is 8%, and it all came from Cap App. Yes. And it's possible that Amy's also got total return of 8%, but she got 3% in, in rents, and she got 5% in Cap App. Yes. Well, her taxation is different, and it's not one is better than the other. It's what would be best for Lori and yes. what would be best for Amy. Right. Yes. That's where the melding of knowing this stuff. And I can assure you, there's not a broker alive that even knows enough to ask these questions, let alone how to solve it. So that's why you need to be with the fee-only planner. And I'm not one anymore. I have no no shirt in this game other than to say, I've inherited people who have, um, I've been biting the inside of my cheeks when I see what somebody has done something to them. And it's just really, it causes them a lot more time to recover. And maybe the psychological scars are much deeper um, and then I have to really spend a lot more time, which I don't mind doing. And yet, uh, in, in, try and, in terms of having people, quote unquote, forgive themselves, and there's another bu- buzzword we could talk a whole day on that. Yes. Women have not bounced back from what they perceive as financial mistakes anywhere near as much as their male counterparts. Yeah. And that has to stop. Yeah. That has to stop. Yes. So people would come into my office and they would say, oh, I made this horrible mistake. I said, okay, tell me what it was. And they'd tell me what it was. And I said, and what else? And they'd say, oh, no, no, that was, that was it. That was it. <laughs> and I repeated exactly what they said. I said, that was it? Oh, heck, if that was it. We're, go- we're golden. You know, and we'd move forward. I would see them perk up. They'd bring their arms on the table. They'd lean in. Yes. And now they're ready to go. Oh, my goodness. Because, like, the coach or the professional said, it's okay, Betty. Yes. Brush yourself off. <laughs> 
Come on. Come on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dribble the ball and I'm going to pass it to you and you're going to put it in the hoop. Yes. Again and again and again. I yeah. love oh it. Oh my gosh. I love it. That's amazing. Well, I mean, Deborah, I mean, obviously we could talk and talk and talk. Yeah. And I, I want everyone to know that I'm, I am a huge believer in coaching in all areas in every area of your life, especially in an area that you're not succeeding in or feel as if you're failing in or mistake making mistakes mm-hmm. in, right? I'm a huge fan right. of, of bringing a specialist in for that and just coaching you through that. Deborah, I hear you have a fantastic event coming up. Can you tell us more about that? Uh, well, I do. And I would love for any of your listeners to uh, partake and you guys as well. It yeah, is a I'm one excited. day, yeah, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so you guys have to get up at 8, but um, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, Feb 24th. And it's called Intentionally Wealthy Women Conference. Yeah. Awesome. Holy camoly. We're going to unpack this whole thing about, oh, I can't do it. We're going to talk about believing you can. We're talking about financial assumptions, biases. What stopped you up until now? What's the difference now? We're just going to go deep dive, and I'm going to open the kimono. I'm going to share mistakes I've made and how I've recovered and how you can, too. And it's available right now at an early bird price. So um, maybe you can pop on the uh, descriptor. Yes. Women, it's a, it's a mouthful, yeah. womennavigatingfinances.com. That's my website, womennavigatingfinances, plural, dot com, forward slash IWW for Intentionally Wealthy Women. And you can grab a general admission now for like 47 bucks, about half price, and a VIP for 97 bucks, half price. The VIP, you get the recordings from the whole day because sometimes I speak fast and, and people like to go back and, and listen to it. Yeah. I give away my Truth About Money course where I'm really down and down and uh, into, you know, English and not finances about all areas, risk, insurance, investments, but a bing, but a bang, taxes and, and estate planning. And then there's uh, some little swag that's a, that's a lot of fun. There's some personalized phone holders and aluminum things. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. And so I just encourage anybody to uh, to join me. If you can't come for the whole day, get the VIP and get the recordings. But ultimately, if you have felt that your financial coach or advisor is listening to you and you got everything in complete sync and you know the probability of your being able to retire comfortably and being able to enhance your charitable giving and so forth and so you got that all under wraps, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think you might have made a couple mistakes along the way and you think I'm too stupid, I'm too old, I'm too da 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 then pop over and I'm going to disabuse you of those silly assumptions. Because that. that's awesome. They are silly. I, yeah. I I love it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch my calendar, see if I can make that happen, because I'm super stoked about it. I mean, I love just your energy. I think yeah. it's fantastic, and you'll keep me engaged because a lot of people can't keep me engaged. <laughs> so, <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. I could already yeah. tell you will keep my attention, and so I I yeah. just am super stoked. I'm glad you joined us on the podcast today. Where can and and FYI for all our listeners, of course, this is going to be in the notes down below. So you guys can get to her website, get to all her social media links, because you're on LinkedIn. I saw you on LinkedIn. I asked to connect with you there. Uh, I found your YouTube page, and I already subscribed to it. And uh, you're on Instagram. And where else are you? Facebook? 
Anywhere yeah, Facebook. I, I'm 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 pretty light on Instagram, but I have a couple Facebook groups. Women navigating finances, free Facebook page, and then okay. I have a paid pay, Facebook page. But I also have widow empowerment on Facebook, which oh. is you know valuable, and okay. uh, women yeah. empowerment. I got a few Facebook pages, but definitely uh, reach out. And my email is team. I'd rather do it team t e a m at women navigating finances, and then. Someone will get back to you ASAP, and we can get you on the uh, on the right road because uh, time is a wasting. You know, people, women in in particular, they they're a little nervous about making a mistake. Like I get to people, and they be like, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Sign yeah. up. I sign up. Yeah. I'm ready to invest. I have no idea how to do it. How can I do it?" <laughs> so we give you step yeah. by step, right? And yes. the issue is that if in fact uh, we can um, take little steps at the beginning that give us confidence, then the world is our oyster. That's the world right. is our oyster. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that, girlfriend. I give you that for sure. Yeah. For sure. All day long. So what is the one thing you would love to leave our, our listeners with aside for go to her conference, if it's a good fit for you? And I love that you've shared why it would be a great fit. What is the one last thing you'd love to leave with them? Pay attention to your money. And it will pay you back. Oh, amen. We can do it, women. Yes, we can. Yes. We can do it, women. A hundred percent. Oh, Deborah, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being thank on the you, show. Thank you. We love it. And you're I can't most wait to welcome. see you on the twenty fourth. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Let's me do it. Too. All right, excellent. Thank okay, you. Okay, thanks, Lori and Amy. All thank right. Thank you. Thank you. Make it a great one. You too. Bye bye. Bye. I'm Lori Alvarez and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.